Welcome back to another episode of the Honeycut Scenario with me, Craig, where I just talk about things that are interesting to me and share them with you, my friends, because we can't hang out right now, or we're not hanging out, or maybe you choose not to hang out. Who knows? It's a strange world, and it's getting stranger and more awesome every single day. So... As per usual, before I dive into today's topic, uh, I talk about the weather. Uh, It went from cold and we had some snow to now it was crazy foggy today and kind of warm. One thing that is awesome is that there's more light happening, which is awesome. And that, of course, brings me to the topic for today. Today being February the 2nd, I was going to do this on February the 1st, uh, but these days are kind of... We're in the zone right now, and so this is episode 40, and it is entitled Happy Embolk, Hrom Nice, Candlemas, Groundhog Day, and Year of the Tiger. Say what? You didn't realize that today was a holiday special episode. Yeah, that's right. Uh, If you've been listening to this podcast or if you know me in person, you know I like to talk about the, uh, the fire holidays of the old traditions. Um. There are eight of them, and uh, in bulk would be what they would call a cross-quarter day. Um, and there are eight, so you would have uh, winter solstice, in bulk, which is today. Uh, you have spring equinox. Then you have Beltane, a.k.a. May Day on May 1st or 2nd. Then you have summer solstice in June. Then you have what's called Lamas in early August. Then you have the fall equinox, the autumn equinox in September, and then uh, All Hallows, uh, Samhain, Halloween on October 31st, uh, also with uh, All Souls Day, All Saints Day, and then you kind of go into the fallow, which just goes into the like winter solstice and the whole thing starts again. Um, And I like to look at the idea of the commonality of humans, right? So as a musician, I look at a lot of different folk music and traditions, and I like to kind of see the DNA that glues us all together sonically. And I think that our holidays, like there's so many layers to it. And I, once I kind of uh, learned about these these fire holidays uh, and, you know, on the cross quarter days and stuff like that, I was like, oh, it really is the rhythm of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere. And it's got this deep meaning and there's all these traditions around it. And by me understanding the rhythms of the earth and the year and the sun and the moon and all of that stuff, it started to give me more context in terms of my own ability to function, how my body was feeling, how my brain was feeling, what to expect, what's going on. Because we're part of life, right? Like We as humans think that we are super fancy because we can you know, put satellites up in the world and we can get on TikTok and stuff like that. But we're of this place. We are influenced by the universe and the earth and all of that. And I think it's important to um, acknowledge that and learn about it because it just sort of makes for a better experience, let's just say. So let's dive into like all the different celebrations, right? So in bulk, uh, which is an old uh, Celtic uh, and European holiday, um, in bulk comes from the word in which means 
in the belly, just barely visible, right? So in the belly, just a little bit pregnant. It's like the beginnings of spring and they call it the quickening of the year. There's more daylight, right? Uh, There's one more hour of daylight, actually. Um, It's the gateway to spring. Things are gestating under the earth and there's hope, right? It's halfway between solstice and equinox. And with Imbolc and with these other traditions, like this date is halfway between solstice and equinox. So everybody's marking this kind of feel. So Imbolc, from Imbolc, meaning in the belly, also is called St. Bridget's Day, right? So St. Bridget, uh, Bridget is an old Irish goddess, and she's like the goddess of fertility and poetry and domesticated animals. Um, they think that she's a, a triple goddess, actually. Um, she has a couple of sisters, but either way, she is like the, the mother goddess, right? She's that stuff. She's the life giver. And what's interesting is that Bridget is so badass that she became Saint Bridget in Christianity. So the Christians came in and said, all right, well, we're going to like pull this into the, tr- the over the meta tradition. So it's like life's love of rebirth is happening right now too, right? The beginnings of spring. So that's what Imbolc is. And that's kind of how I came to it. My wife, Trisha, is from West Pennsylvania, and there's a lot of uh, Slavic background people living there. Um, her father's a Russian Orthodox priest, as a matter of fact. Um, so she has a lot of that running through her veins. And so she signed up for like the Slavic email, like the cultural stuff. And so she got this email and she's like, hey, you know, happy Hromnice. So that's H-R-O-M-N-I-C-E. I hope I'm saying it right. Hromnice. So of course, it's on February the 2nd uh, right now. And uh, it is the Slavic holiday of light. So we're seeing this light kind of thing, right? So we're seeing this similarity of light, so fertility, life. And once again, it's the midpoint uh, between winter solstice and spring equinox. So it later became Candlemas, uh, which is a a Christian tradition. And uh, the god Perun, who is the god of lightning and thunder on this day, opens up the gates to the city of the gods to get ready for abundance and fertility. So that's like, you know, hey, it's time. And then there are special candles that they light and you get ready for the festival season. So like the carnival season. So this is all like that wind up to rebirth, right? February 2nd was dedicated to Perun, the god of lightning and thunder, and it was said that Perun opens the gates to the city of the gods on this day, thus starting the spring. In practical terms, this meant that people engaged in all kinds of practices that were supposed to ensure fertility and abundance ahead of the sowing season. Meaty dishes were cooked and eaten. Whips and other tools were treated with lard so that Perun would shower the people with plentitude of everything. So if you have a whip, cover it in lard. Boys became young men on this day, and people gathered to celebrate. So in here are some of the things that I'll also talk about, because the boys became young men is kind of related to the uh, the presentation of Christ in Candlemas, which is like super old too, and it's like sort of like the 40-day gestation period after the birth when they do the circumcision. So it's interesting to see how this stuff like kind of ties together. Um, so Hromnice is Slavic. Uh, it is happening right now, the Festival of Light. And the other thing that they talk about is like getting ready for the sowing season ahead. So this is like the gateway to spring. It's the beginning of spring. So it's like, okay, what is going to be happening uh, for the upcoming season here and what's going to happen with the weather? And we're going to get to that with the Groundhog Day because that's also tied into this. But right now, I'm going to talk about Candlemas, right? So these old traditions 
wove into uh, what became Candlemas. So Candlemas is a Christian tradition. It's a super old tradition. It's got a few names. So it's the Feast of the Presentation of Jesus Christ, the Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Mary, and Feast of the Holy Encounter. So one of the things is, let's see, I'm going to read here from Wikipedia so we can get uh, some exact stuff here. In accordance uh, with Leviticus 12, a woman was to be purified by presenting a lamb as a burnt offering and either a young pigeon or dove as a sin offering 33 days after a boy's circumcision. It falls on 2nd of February, which is traditionally the four, the 40th day, the postpartum period of the conclusion of the Christmas epiphany season, right? So you see the birth of Christ, they have that gestation period, the, the circumcision, and then the presentation of Jesus, which is like, okay, here we go into festival season, which starts towards like spring and stuff like that. So you see this overlay of what's happening in these traditions. And look, if you're uh, an Orthodox Christian and I'm I'm hammering your stuff right now, please forgive me. I'm just looking for all of the commonalities here and I'm learning about Candlemas as we go. So Christ referred to himself as the light of the world. So you see these kind of things like winding their way through there. It's super old. Um, they also say, hey, a lot of Christian traditions will wait until this festival, which is super old, to take down your Christmas decorations. So if you're kind of lazy, you can wait till February 2nd and still be in line. And what's interesting, too, is the candles of Candlemas, the candles lit by some of these festivals, they say also could have been inspired by the old uh, Roman holiday of Lupercalia. Hopefully that's I'm saying that right. Um, is a, a pastoral festival in spring around fertility in mid-February. So you're seeing like this fertility, the return of light, the life giver, the mother, the gateway. The other thing about Hromnais, they call it the uh, lambing season, right? So you're And so it's interesting that you, in the Christian tradition, they talk about presenting a purified lamb. And so there's some Christian scholars who know a lot more about this than me, but I'm just like looking at this day, what's happening with all of these different festivals. And then that brings us to Groundhog Day, which I find very interesting, right? So we know Groundhog Day is uh, Puxatawney Phil up in Pennsylvania. They pull this groundhog out, and if he sees his shadow, then he'll go. He'll get scared, go back in his hole, and there'll be like six weeks more of winter weather. It's like, where does this come from? Because it's on the same, it's in the same two-day period, right? And it's a Dutch uh, tradition and a German tradition brought over. Um, and, uh, in Germany, they call it Badger Day because they, they lined that up with candle moss. They call it Badger Days because badgers were forecasting animals. Uh, they were weather predicting animals. And so what was going on is that the farmers were trying to figure out, okay, here's the gateway to spring, but what's going to be happening in the next six to eight weeks so we can figure out what the hell to do. So the idea was, is if there's clear weather, AKA you could, uh, Groundhog could see its shadow, then that meant that there was going to be more winter weather. Incidentally, they also called the badger um, the bear rat. That's what they kind of called it back in the day, a bear rat, a bear rat day. And I actually have a funny uh, quote here uh, in Wikipedia when I was looking all of this stuff up, and it says, um, with Groundhog Day, while the tradition remains popular in the 21st century, studies have found no consistent correlation between a groundhog seeing its shadow and the subsequent arrival time of spring-like weather. I uh, love that that got put in there. What we're seeing here is Groundhog Day, which is kind of a funny tradition, actually has a very old lineage. And you can see how it overlay against the fertility of Imbolc, 
uh, Haram Nice, the way that the Christians uh, pulled some stuff from their scene and then like pulled in all this other stuff from Europe. And now we have Candlemas and you can celebrate that, but it's got threads into the, the ancient and really it's the halfway point between solstice and equinox. And it's like the gateway to spring. And it's time to get going, and everybody's trying to figure out what the topsy-turvy is going to be, because you start getting into the carnival season, which is that celebration of life. And uh, it's pretty wild. But I really love this holiday, and I love to talk about it, and I love to celebrate it. So there's a, a buoyancy in my step. And then that leads us to the other one, which is Happy Year of the Tiger, the Chinese New Year, the Lunar New Year. And it begins on the new moon between January 21st and February 20th. So it just happened. Um, it is called a spring festival, right? It is the spring festival. So let me read here from uh, Wikipedia because uh, they do a better job than me. So um, the festival is commonly referred to as spring festival as the spring season in the lunar solar calendar traditionally starts with Lycoon, the first of the 24 solar terms which the festival celebrates around the time of the Lunar New Year, marking the end of the winter and the beginning of spring season. Ah, see the similarities, right? Observances traditionally take place from New Year's Eve, the evening preceding the first day of the year, to the Lantern Festival held on the 15th day of the year. So that's also the same day as the old ancient Roman pastoral festival that I mentioned as well. And there's lantern involved here. The first day of the Chinese New Year begins on the new moon that appears between January 21st and February 20th. So there you go. The commonality of humans around this day is a very spectacular beginning of spring, the return of life, right? So that little baby boy got born on Christmas and then 40 days later got presented to the temple, which is like, that's a whole lot of stuff going on in there, right? And uh, it's fascinating. It's deep. And the thing is, is like I think the more that we see these things tied together, for me, the more mysterious they become and the more it's like, oh, wow, we are just definitely part of something much, much greater than ourselves. And that's what I know about that. Hopefully, I got as much information as correct as possible. Always check my, uh, my knowledge. I'm just here talking like we're having a cup of coffee. It's a starter. It's not a finisher. I hope you're being good to yourself. I hope you have a great in bulk, hram nice, candle moss, Chinese New Year, and Groundhog Day. Woo! <laughs>